Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings and welcome. It's Eric Erickson. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number 877-973-7425. That's, I, I, so I, I've got a lot of new listeners. I should slow that down. 877-973-7425. 877-97-ERIC. E-R-I-C-K. If you want to call it. As always, remember, you can text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Find me around the internet. It's got all the links there for Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, my daily email, all that stuff. Uh, Rome has decided to open the walkway where Julius Caesar was murdered. Accounts embellished by William Shakespeare tell how the Roman dictator was stabbed to death by a group of aggrieved senators on the Ides of March, March 15th in 44 BC. According to tradition, he died in the capital central Largo, Argentina Square, home to the remains of four temples. They are all currently below street level and up until recently can only be viewed from behind barriers. From Tuesday, visitors will be able to move through the site at ground level on the walkway and see the structures up close. That's pretty awesome. You know, it's funny. Um, one of the things I, I have learned over the years, particularly uh, having gone to seminary and had to take uh, the history of the, the early Christian church and things like that, is how a lot of mainstream media reporting will say things like legend says or tradition says. And it's actually not tradition. It's really genuinely real stuff. The reason tradition says that uh, Julius Caesar was killed on this street at these steps is because he really was, and there's great oral traditions and then written traditions that do it. Consider just for a second, and I know this is a complete tangent from everything I was going to talk about. Think about the Iliad for a minute. This is one of the things that fascinates me more than anything else in history. Philip and I last night, uh, we're coming back. We had a, a team meeting in Atlanta. We were driving back, and he was asking me, I was giving him some history and stuff. I was like, how do you know all this stuff? Well, it's just, I was a bored nerd when I was a kid. Think about the Iliad for just a minute, if you will. Rage, rage of Achilles. I love the, do you know, you want to know bored nerd kid? When I first read the Iliad, I was in third or fourth grade. I was in third grade because I had Miss Bruscus. She is this angry, fiery Greek lady. She's the lady who taught me how to write. I, I would never have become the writer I've become, but for Miss Bruscus. Boy, did that woman push me. She was a fiery Greek woman, but uh, on your birthday, she would make you a chocolate chip pound cake, and it was the best chocolate chip pound cake. I've never had a pound cake as good, chocolate chip pound cake as good as hers. My wife makes the best pound cake as an aside, uh, but Mrs. Bruscus made chocolate chip pound cake, and she made you be a writer in third grade, and I fell in love with Greek mythology, and I read the Iliad as a third grader. 
I was bored nerd kid. So the Iliad, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, and I hope most of you are, is the story of the Greeks versus the Trojans. Uh, and it starts with Menelaus's wife, uh, Helen, has been taken to Troy. She marries there, and Agamemnon, his brother, they lead a fleet of Greek vessels, and they fight essentially a 10-year war. They're gone for like 10 years. They fight this war, and the Iliad gives it to you from the perspective of the um, of, of the gods and shows the gods that are playing stuff, and it, it's it's by Homer. Now, here's the thing about the Iliad is it was oral history. There wasn't a lot of writing at the time of the Iliad. There was not a lot of writing. And so it was passed down as an oral poem from generation to generation until finally someone wrote it down. And it's generations after it was first uttered that it was written down. And amazingly, they were able to find Troy because of the details from the writings that were actually an oral history for generations before they were written down. But the oral history was so good that when it was transcribed, there were key details about the mouths of a river and stuff. And, and what is it? Um, Schleiman, I, I think it was the name. Hermes Schleiman was the guy who discovered Troy. He realized that people had been looking for Troy in the wrong place, that given sedimentary erosion and, and the like of river output, they would need to be further inland from where Troy was a coastal city. But given the amount of time that more likely than not had to have transpired, they needed to go in. And he found ruins and began to dig layer upon layer of city upon city. And he finally got to one that very clearly had been burned. And, and don't hold me to this, but if I remember the story right, one of the details in, in the Iliad is how uh, Priam hid the jewels inside uh, the the gate of Troy and and uh, Schleiman finds the gate of Troy and there are, are trinkets and he is convinced this is Troy and, and archaeologically over time uh, it's now widely believed that not only was it Troy but there was this battle between the Greeks and the Trojans and the Iliad uh, captures a lot of it uh, accurately. And it was, it was this oral tradition that was passed down generation after generation after generation until it became in writing. So when I read stuff like this, this is the way Reuters writes this story. History buffs will be able to stroll close to the spot where legend says Julius Caesar met his bloody end. It's not really legend. The Romans documented these things pretty copiously at the time. I mean, the Iliad was an oral history passed down generation to generation to generation before it was written. Uh, the Romans were writing at the time and documenting when things happened. Yes, uh, William Shakespeare turned it into a play, and a lot of people think, et tu, Brute, that, that these words were uttered and all of this because William Shakespeare put them, and that's not true. But what is true is the basic geographic locations of the things that happened and the people involved. We know Brutus was involved. We know that uh, uh, that um, Octavius and Marcus Anthony, and they— they formed the triumvirate with what's-his-name, um, and the, the, then they battled each other, and, and ultimately Octavius was triumphant and became the Emperor Augustus. These things were documented around the time, which is a segue makes Christianity more impressive because a lot of the documentary evidence of these things that we accept as true come, we have the preserved records from much later in history than for, like, Scripture. We've, we've got uh, pretty great copies of the New Testament from about 150 
years after uh, Christ's uh, death and resurrection, but for like the story of Nero and stuff, a lot of our documentary evidence for Nero that we take to be true comes from like uh, two, three hundred years after Nero uh, met his end. So I'm just I'm fascinated by the story and I didn't mean to go off on the tangent, but I just find history to be a very cool thing. The more we can understand about history, the greater uh, we can understand where we're headed. And that, I guess, I was going to get to JFK, but let me do the or J, RFK, but I might as well do the tangent uh, off and around and talk about instead the China stuff first because of this. As I mentioned, we can learn about a lot of where we're headed in history by studying the past, uh, the echoes of history. You're never bound by the past. I had this discussion, um, where was I, the other day, and it was was with someone, and I said, are, are we destined to become our parents? Are we destined to become our parents? I guess it was last night at dinner this, this came up, and I said, I actually think you're destined to overcorrect the things you wish your parents had done differently, you're you're likely to overcorrect, and then your children correct back to what your parents did. So your children are more like your parents than you. But there are some quirks of personality where, yes, you become like your parents. And you see the things your parents did, and, and you can chart a different course. You are not bound to be like them. In history with nations, it's the same way. You are not bound to the past. But the past reverberates through history, and you can see the patterns and the echoes and the rhythms and rhymes of history into the future of where you're headed. And so with the China situation, we can see the rise of the Soviet Union and how the Soviet Union wished to push beyond a regional hegemon to a global hegemon and spread itself. We can see that with China. Now, it's not exactly the same. We were not massive trading partners with Russia or with the Soviet Union. But with China, a lot of our goods are manufactured in China. So it's a different situation, but the echoes of the totalitarian desire to spread are there. But we can also look to how we defeated the Soviet Union and find some echoes and rhythms and rhymes in what is happening now, and that is uh, the leaders of the United States— particularly as you get to late-stage Soviet Union with Ronald Reagan, began to build up a coalition of like-minded countries that shared our values to combat the Soviets. That's happening here now with China. I'm not a fan of what the Biden administration is doing with China. I think it comes across as weak. The Wall Street Journal reports today that China is looking at putting a training facility, not just a spy facility, in Cuba. That would put Chinese troops 90 miles from our coast. And the Biden administration seems clueless on how to stop it. We can learn from the Cuban Missile Crisis, but the Chinese are not going to be bullied and and bothered in the way the Soviets might have been. We can learn from that, though. How do we deal with this? What must we do to respond? But there's something else we can do. And this is where I do have to give the Biden administration some credit. And this goes back to the Bush administration, the Obama administration, and Donald Trump deserves a lot of the credit for this. Getting our relations right with India. In the beginning, there was one subcontinent nation breakaway from the British Empire, India, And India split into three pieces, the giant part India, and then Pakistan and Bangladesh were the Muslim territories. 
And we as a nation for a long time poured resources into propping up Pakistan as a regional ally more than India. And the Soviets for a very long time flirted with the Indians. The Chinese and the Indians have never gotten along because they have border disputes in the Himalayas. Over time, particularly after 9-11, the Bush administration realized that Pakistan is not a trustworthy partner and began to wind down our collaboration with the Pakistanis and began to make nice with the Indians who, with the fall of the Soviet Union and the turmoil in Russia, were struggling, and we began to build relations with them. And now those relations are starting to solidify as there are territorial and now water disputes in the Indian Ocean with China and India. The Indians are a natural ally, and I have to tell you, I love India. I cannot explain for you my love for this country. When I was a kid growing up overseas, we had a housekeeper, and she was from, at the time, it was uh, called Bangalore. It's now Chennai in uh, southeastern India. And we would come home from trips, and there was always a warm pot of curry and, and freshly made samosas for us. She'd make naan bread. Y'all, I love India. It is a beautiful place full of beautiful, wonderful people, and they are a natural ally. They are a messy, messy democracy, just like us. They are a, a land of wonderful people and cultures divided into a somewhat of a federal republic with different states and people. They are a natural ally of ours. And as much as I can spend all day criticizing things the Biden administration has done, including with China— they have taken what Donald Trump and Barack Obama and George Bush began building with India in an alliance, and it is coming to fruition to the point that the Indians will now help us make military components, which is a huge step forward because for so long they wouldn't. And now they're willing to, and Apple is, is beginning to build factories in India. Y'all, they're such a natural ally. They are such a wonderful people. It is such a beautiful, beautiful country. And to see the Trump administration and the Biden administration who despise each other and disagree on so much, all recognizing India is a natural ally against the Chinese, bring this on. Let us build up this alliance. It is a good thing we should all be encouraged by. And you can learn from our history because we see the patterns of the Soviets and we see the patterns of the Chinese, but we also see the patterns of the free world coming together to combat the Soviets and bringing the free world that exists with a billion Indians in it to combat China, it's a history lesson one day, and for now it's our reality, and that's a very good reality for us to be in. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists, because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient, you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with Vision Support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE 
Ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404 Computer Day. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. Howdy, welcome. You are uh, able to call in. I hope the skies are blue where you are. They are. They were here, and now they're not. It's stormy day. There goes my golf game. Um, okay, Noah Rothman. I, I I may need to get him on the show. Um, he wrote a piece at National Review. It's the cover piece. The war against things that work. It is not a secret at all that environmental regulations and other things have degraded our ability to make things that work. So my wife and I, when we got married in 2000, in 2001, we bought our first house, a small house, uh, three-bedroom, two-bathroom, little house that was built in the 1950s, and it still had the refrigerator and stove, the original refrigerator and the original stove, and they both still worked. The dishwasher, not so much, but the stove worked. Uh, We wanted a newer stove, so we eventually got one, and we wound up getting a new refrigerator because then that started to degrade over time, but they still worked. Nowadays, I mean, we're on in, in our current house, I think we're on our third washing machine on the second dishwasher, and the dishwasher takes two and a half hours to wash the dishes. I tell my wife she needs to scrub faster, but <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. The the, the machine, it, it just, it's slow. We haven't had to replace our, our um, refrigerator yet. God help us when we do because it's in a regular size. But it, there really is just this war on things that work. Even with clothing now, clothing becomes so much more disposable. Uh, stuff doesn't last. It's so frustrating. And now I see they may be bringing back a Concord. It's remarkable to me that you could fly faster than the speed of sound commercially for years, and then the Concord went away. It's time to bring it back. Now, before I go on, i got to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They are building a conservative movement around the country. You heard Daniel Cohen earlier. I promise you it was not a solicited ad or anything. He just happens to be a door knocker for AFP. They've trained him how to go door to door. He surveys people, gets a sense of where they are, compiles the data. So one of the things they do, try to get a pulse on where people stand and try to persuade people to move right because they really do believe, as I do, that free people and free markets are a good thing for this country. And we don't need to build up a powerful government to advance our side because the left will eventually win and they'll use it for their side. So we can do better than the left by gutting government and they don't have the power to use it against us. Americans for Prosperity works in 36 states, actually 50 states, but they got 36 chartered organizations around the country. They're filling up in the other states as well. They've got over 4 million activists. They want you a part of helping them fight for free markets and free people. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Uh, go to the website, sign up, become an activist, learn how to be a more effective conservative activist wherever you live for the fight for free markets and free people. And americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Hi there. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Real quick, the Titanic sub-rescue. So David Pogue is a – I'm assuming you all all have heard the story. There's a a tourist submarine – 
that goes down. It's like 11,000 to 14,000 feet so people can see the wreckage of the Titanic. And the, the Titanic tourist sub has gone missing. They have enough oxygen for the people to survive until Thursday morning. It's supposed to have a transponder that sends out a signal every 15 minutes, and that signal stopped. Now, they don't know uh, if the um, what happened, uh, if the people are still alive. Uh, if, it, if it sprung a leak somehow, the pressure that far down where it was, it would have collapsed and crushed everybody in it immediately. Uh, would have been pretty instant. We don't know what happened, but David Pogue is a tech writer, uh, and he went on the submarine a year or so ago and wrote about how he was shocked how piecemeal together it was with off-the-shelf parts, including a game joystick controller, was the controller to steer the thing. I, I don't know that I would want to do Like, I am a little hesitant on the whole space tourism thing. I have no need to go to outer space. I have no desire to go up. Now, I'm I'm willing to subsidize the cost of some of these flat earthers to go up there and get a look back and say, oh, my gosh, it's actually round. But I don't think they would concede anyway because most of them know the world is round and they just don't want to admit it because they, they like to get a rise out of people. But I got no desire to go to outer space. When the second coming comes and I rise into the air, I'll be satisfied with that as my adventure into space. But until then, I'm perfectly fine taking an airplane up to 30, 40, 50,000 feet. 55 maybe if it's a good Gulf Stream and it's private. But nonetheless, I digress. I, this, this desire to go down below the ocean and see the Titanic bored rich people. Now, I don't want to make light of the situation. This, this is a, a sad situation and the loss potentially of five lives unless they're rescued and uh, the odds are not very good for a rescue because you have a vast ocean and they don't know where it is. They're looking, but the transponder is gone and they got to be able to find the submarine. There are 40 hours of oxygen left. There's a billionaire on the, on the submarine. It's a sad, sad story, but also... Why? You know, there are places we are not designed to go. Outer space and under the sea, unless you're a crab or aerial, it's not really one of those places for the rest of us to go. I just, I don't know. I, I've, I've never, so when I was a kid, my parents had this friend, Emil Freeland. I never liked Mr. Freeland. He was mean. He was an old man. He was crotchety, and he was mean to me. Um, he wanted to be treated like a kid. But after he died, it turned out he had been in the CIA. He had. Um, it was kind of a fascinating story. After he died, he had all these boxes, and, and people showed up one day to collect his documents. And kind of funny, like the Trump story, now that I think about it offhand. But uh, he, he had traveled the world and had an explorer's cookbook uh, that he gave my parents in this cookbook had all these weird recipes, including like python steaks and things like that from explorers. And I just was fascinated with that as a kid, exploring the planet. But um, I, if I wanted to be an astronaut, I, I, I guess I could have tried. I really never wanted to be an astronaut. But if you're an astronaut, you go to space. But if you're you and me, you don't go to space. And now the billionaires have some desire to go to space.
Space is a vacuum. We're not meant to be there. There's no air there. I see no reason unless you're in NASA to go there. But anyway, all right. Having said all of that, having digressed on those poor people stuck in the submarine, allow me to talk about Robert Kennedy Jr. There is a grand fascination among some with Robert Kennedy Jr. The man is not your friend if you're on the right, and yet there are people on the right who are fascinated with him, and I have a theory. There are all of these people convinced that Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to be a threat to Joe Biden. He polls at like 20% in the Democratic Party primary. There's a problem, though. When you look at Democrats, not Democratic-leaning independents, just Democrats, partisan Democrats, Kennedy has no chance to beat Joe Biden. Biden polls 80 to 90% of the Democrats. It's You get to a 70% uh, support rating for Biden when you add in the independent Democratic-leaning voters, and that brings Kennedy up to about 20%, with some going for Marion Williamson as well because of name ID. So Kennedy gets 20% on a good day against Joe Biden. He's got to have the independent-leaning Democrats come in for him to do it. And the media is making a spectacle, a spectacle of this and, and putting him on. But I have a theory. My personal theory is that the media is highlighting Robert Kennedy Jr. not to help Joe Biden but to hurt Donald Trump. Because if you look at the people that that um, Bobby Kennedy Jr. gets his support from, it's people who would otherwise support Trump. It's, it's anti-vaccine conspiracy theorists and people like that. Uh, it's, it's people who like Donald Trump's positions. And in fact, what you hear in the, the, the conversations online and the like are people on the right saying, hey, you know, I mean, Trump's got about 50%. We could go to Operation Chaos like we did back in 2008 against Hillary and Obama and we could get Bobby Kennedy the Democratic nomination. That would cost Donald Trump the election. Exactly. I think people are promoting Robert Kennedy Jr. as a way to sabotage Donald Trump, not to sabotage Joe Biden, because the data is real. The crossover effect of Trump supporters aligned ideologically with Robert Kennedy Jr. on things is real and measurable. And it has to do with vaccines and military support and Ukraine and conspiracy theories and uh, labor policies. It is staggering the crossover of those voters. And if Donald Trump continues to show in public polling doing very well, a lot of these people are going to organize. They're going to cross over. They're going to do an Operation Chaos. They're going to help Bobby Kennedy to hurt Joe Biden in the process, cost Donald Trump the Republican nomination. And Bobby Kennedy is not your friend if you're on the right. You know he wanted to round up people who don't believe in global warming. He wanted to round you up. He says he doesn't want to enact gun control, but if you actually pay attention to how he says it, he's not denying he wants to do gun control, just not yet. The man doesn't like guns. But the bigger problem is he's a massive conspiracy theorist, particularly when it comes to vaccines. Now, there's a, a, a bit of narcissism on these things with people. None of you, none of you 
will get smallpox. None of you are going to get polio. Although some of you may know family members who had polio. You're not going to get them because of vaccines. Measles, mumps, rubella, you're probably not going to get those because of the MMR vaccine. Vaccines are one of the greatest medical breakthroughs in history. The number of people whose lives have been saved by vaccines is incredible. We're not talking the COVID vaccine. We're talking the MMR. We're talking the smallpox. We're talking polio. Deadly diseases that can disfigure and kill your children who will not get these diseases because of the vaccines. And Robert Kennedy Jr. is a vaccine conspiracy theorist. He wants you to believe the vaccine causes autism. And there are people who are convinced because typically the signs of autism come around the time you give your kid the MMR booster. And so causation and correlation, they get them confused and they think the one caused the other. There's never been scientific study to show that that's the case. Now, there are people who believe it. There are doctors who believe it. There are doctors who have written books to claim the relations. They've been thoroughly debunked by others, but people who want to believe the lie will believe the lie. Just like the transgender advocates believe a boy can become a girl, the anti-vaccine people are willing to believe that it causes autism despite no real scientific evidence. But they've got a doctor who says so, and they believe the doctor, no matter how far-fetched the doctor's claims are, no matter what his basis is, he might be a doctor of education, but he's got a doctorate, so he's got credentials, so let's believe the conspiracy theorists. And you can believe it and have the luxury of believing it because your child is not going to die of smallpox. Thanks to the vaccine. Robert Kennedy is a vaccine conspiracy theorist. He's a conspiracy theorist about a lot of things. And you know where there's a common tie-in for conspiracy theorists being uh, privileged white people? You know, a lot of black Americans are not conspiracy theorists because they don't have enough time. They got to go work. You get rich white people with trust funds. They're the conspiracy theorists in America because they got a lot of idle time on their hands to string a lot of interconnected things together that aren't actually interconnected. Robert Kennedy is one of those people, and he is not your friend. He is not on your side. He does not believe what you believe on guns or the environment or climate change or science. He doesn't believe any of the stuff. You know, he's out today saying that um, maybe it's chemicals in the water calling kids to be trans. Maybe it is. But you know what? Actually, there's a large connection between um, people mainstreaming autism as not a mental issue, but as a, some sort of superpower or something. And it, it is autistic kids who are overrepresented among those who identify as trans. And then that would put Kennedy back on the vaccine shtick, though there's no tie-in between the vaccine and autism, despite what some people claim, the man's just an overprivileged nut from a famous family who's got a famous name so he can get away with a lot, and people on the right and some on the left are embracing him. You know, vaccine conspiracy theories used to be uh, the, the realm of white wine moms in Los Angeles and San Francisco who were of the left. 
But in the age of COVID, because of the way the government botched the rollout of, the handling of, and the honesty about the COVID vaccine, a lot of people on the right have become general vaccine deniers. I know people who don't want their kids to be vaccinated towards measles and mumps. They don't want to give them the MMR or the chickenpox vaccine or, or any vaccines. When I was a kid, we were moving overseas. We had to go every week and get vaccines. We had to get the yellow fever one. Uh, there, what, what were all of them? Um, we, we, had all, we had to get a meningitis one. We had to get the, the yellow fever. Every week we were going to get shots. We were miserable for weeks. But more likely than not, saved our lives. Saved billions of lives. And you have the luxury, some of you, of believing the conspiracy theory because you've never had to hold a child dying or disfigured or disabled because of smallpox or polio or measles, mumps, rubella. And so Kennedy can thrive in those lies, but if you pay attention to him, the man is not on our side. And the reason the media is elevating him is not to hurt Joe Biden. It has everything to do with trying to spark a Republican operation chaos so that a bunch of Republican Trump supporters go support Joe Biden and cost Donald Trump the nomination. That's what this Kennedy thing is all about, hurting Donald Trump. And the sooner you understand that, the sooner you understand Robert Kennedy Jr. is not your friend. All right, I got to move on and tell you about Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is who you want to do business with if you are interested at all in using precious metals as part of your portfolio. 800-450-2566 is their number. Uh, If you want to put precious metals like gold and silver inside an IRA or a 401k or your general portfolio, reach out to Advantage Gold, 800-450-2566. They will send you a free gold IRA investment kit. The IRS has rules that govern how you must store precious metals if they're part of a retirement portfolio, and you have to comply with them. If you don't, they don't count, or you get charged penalties. You need to be careful. Advantage Gold can help you. They are not gimmicky. They're educational. 800-450-2566. They got the best prices. They've got the best rates. They've got the best staff. They know how to help you navigate, whether it's your general portfolio or your IRA or your 401k, 800 450-2566. Call Advantage Gold. Tell them I sent you. Get educated on how to use precious metals as part of your portfolio. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I want to go take one last phone call for the day. Jim, you're going to be the last caller today, so don't screw up, Jim. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks, Eric. This is Jim. I'm calling from Clarksville, the uh, trout capital of North Georgia. the uh, I've called once before, but I just wanted to say the the whole uh, this thing with uh, Kennedy Jr. It's a ruse and a distraction. Uh, in 2017, there was a lawsuit that came down. I think it was called Wilding versus the DNC. Even Debbie Wasserman Schultz testified in there that the depart the DNC is not what you think it is. It is actually a private corporation. It has no obligation to follow its own rules or listen to its Democrat constituents. Uh, It was raised by Bernie Sanders followers who thought Mm -hmm. they didn't get a fair deal. You know, basically, if this private corporation, and they didn't want to name who the owners are, the funders of this private corporation, they don't, if they want, they don't want Kennedy and they want Biden, they're going to get what they want, regardless what you think, I think, Republicans or Democrats think, they do what they want. 
You're right. Uh, and just so you know, they are technically right. The, the RNC and the DNC are actually chartered corporations. Um, now, they're specially chartered. They're not a they're not a, a C corporation. Uh, they're considered a nonprofit corporation uh, that that exists uh, with a with a board of trustees or governors, uh, and and they're right. Uh, they get to make their own rules and they get to interpret them as they want. And there is no way the DNC will let Bobby Kennedy Jr. become the nominee for the party. In fact, uh, Nevada or not Nevada, New Hampshire and Iowa are going to have their primary and caucus. And the DNC will not count the delegates from those two to ensure that Bobby Kennedy Jr. doesn't get votes at the DNC. Uh, by the way, the RNC does the same thing, just so we're clear. It, it, it works the same way. It follows the same set of, of uh, federal laws as far as how it's chartered. Uh, but the DNC has always been more egregious in what it does because it has something called superdelegates that can ignore right. the will of the voters and impose the will of the donors on the whole party. The, the RNC has never had superdelegates in that way, and the DNC only recently amended its rules so that the superdelegates can't vote unless uh, there, there's a, a ballot obstruction on the way. Now, Jim, before I get off the phone, I, I just got to tell you, um, my wife and I are headed up your way in, in a few weeks. We're going to go up to Lake Burton, and I just, you know, I love that area up in North Georgia, and I'm jealous that you're up there and I'm not. Lake Burden is nice, but I've got some nice spots along the Sequoia River that uh, would just blow your mind if you could see what I pull in out of that lake, out of that river. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get my wife fly fishing. You know, at, at my age, there's something good about standing in the cold water in the waders. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it fishing, not catching. But when you're in the Sequoia, it's catching. Yeah, that that's true. That is true. Listen, I gotta let you go there, but thank you for the call, y'all. It is th- those North Georgia mountains up there, and it, heading into North Carolina and into the South Carolina area. Up there, it, it really is just. I have fallen in love with that area as much as I love to go to the beach in Hilton Head. I don't like the beach; I just like Hilton Head. My goodness, do I love fly fishing! I gotta get Matt and David, my fly fishing buddies, to go with me, and and I because you know I don't want to touch the fish; I just want to catch them. <laughs> All right. I will see you guys tomorrow. We're speaking of that part of the, the the region. I'll be on in Greenville, South Carolina, starting live tomorrow at noon with the rest of you. You guys have a great afternoon. I will talk to you all tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.